0: All right, folks, welcome back to uh, episode three, is it now, of Stop the Clock. Uh, I'm Sam Furmanac.
1: And I'm Judo Canyes.
0: So we got some fun topics for you guys this week. But first, as always, we're going to start with our picks. However, we're going to make this a little more fun. We're going to have a sort of competition between myself and Jude to see who gets more picks, I guess, for yeah. the, the week. It's as simple as it sounds. However, we're going <laughs> to steal a page out of and Magruder's Book. We're going to go points for this. So you'll get a point for a correct prediction. Then there's a few wild cards. It'll be two points if you correctly predict the the primetime game. So that's Sunday night, uh, th- Thursday night, and Monday night. And then you get five points if you correctly predict the game for either one of our teams. For me, the Cowboys, and for Jude, the Broncos. So those the Broncos games and Cowboys games are going to be worth five points for whoever gets it right. Uh yeah, and before we start, I just I want to take a moment because my he would this this man right here, Marius Thomas, rest in peace, was like the reason I got into football. Like this is the first big player that I started watching and following his career. I mean. You hear a lot like about, okay, yes, he was a great player. I mean, he he was. He said nine seasons in Denver, five of those he had 1,000 yards. Four of those were 1,300-yard seasons. One of those was a 1,600-yard season. He was an outstanding player, but he was an even better person. So I was really hurt to see this news. The Broncos will be honoring him uh, this Sunday or tomorrow against the Lions. They'll be wearing 88 patches or 88 stickers on their helmets. There's going to be a tribute and everything, but just definitely a big big blow to the NFL world
1: for sure. Yeah. I mean, everything you said and even more, I mean, like you said, fantastic player, uh, but even a, even a better person um, off the field and did a lot for obviously Denver's community. And obviously he played a few seasons or a season with the Jets and the Texans. Um, and even in those communities had a large impact, even though he was only there for a small you know, amount of time. So yeah, yeah a very sad passing and, you know, for, you know, it really makes us think you, you got to, you know, take care of the ones that are, you know, your your good friends and your good family cuz you never know when they could be gone. So, yeah. So, rest in peace DT. T. All right,
0: let's get into our picks, though. Uh so Ravens Cowboys, uh give me the Raven or sorry, excuse me. Ravens Browns, my bad. Sorry. <laughs> give me the uh the Ravens in that one. Give me the Ravens. I mean, all right cowboys football league. team first wildcard matchup a lot of hype going into this game actually because washington played some hype. good teams they beat the bucks they have there's a chance you're gonna have problems in dallas if washington wins they're not gonna win though i got the cowboys in this one
1: right. give me the cowboys yeah, yeah the cowboys i would assume as well. so uh
0: raiders traveling to kc after a sunday night win for the chiefs i'm gonna have them keep rolling i'm having to keep rolling too Uh, Seahawks, Texans. Seahawks going to be a topic of discussion later on. Um, They get an easy one versus the Texans. Russ started to look better after coming back from his injury. Give me the Seahawks.
1: Yeah, give me the Seahawks too. I don't think there's much debate about that one.
0: Titans and the uh, the Jags. A lot of lot of fun stuff going on in (laughs) Jacksonville now. Uh, Definitely give me the Titans for sure. Yeah, give me Titans. Yeah, give me Titans. All right, so we're we're pretty even right now. We got Saints and Jets part of me kind of wants to choose the Jets. Zach Wilson actually looked pretty good last week. I think he won offensive rookie of the, uh, of the week, but I'm going to go with the saints. I just think their defense is going to be a little too much for the jets. So give me the saints.
1: Yeah. I'm going to keep with, uh, you and I'm going to continue with the saints as well.
0: All right. Next game. NFC South is the Panthers and the Falcons. Uh, give me the Panthers at home. I like them here.
1: Yeah. I guess we're going to disagree for one. So I'm going to actually take go. the Falcons. Uh, I think, I think they'll upset, um, you know i think in recent weeks panthers haven't played great football um and i think you know the falcons they had a a rough loss um last week but they definitely showed competition um against the bucks and i think that'll show against carolina with all
0: right our first differing picks now we have uh the giants and the chargers mike lennon clear concussion protocol so giants fans can rejoice as he (laughs) will be back there uh i'm gonna have the chargers for sure
1: have the chargers for sure it's kind of a shame i did want to see jake from suit up for the Giants. i did and, too know, <laughs> yeah he ball, was fun but... to
0: watch in georgia but <laughs> but all right lions first got... broncos uh the lions have like they, they got the first win last week that was awesome super fun to see they have nobody going into yeah. this matchup like tj like a lot of guys are sick uh, De- deandre swift is still hurt uh, i think jamal williams and TJ Hawkinson are both on the COVID list, but Broncos, they're they are too good to lose this game, so give me them.
1: Yeah, like you said, the, the Lions are missing practically their whole entire team. Um, I, I don't even know if the Lions get more than three points in this game, so yeah, give me the Broncos.
0: All right, now we have a very good game, the Bengals and the 49ers. I went back and forth on this one, but <clears throat> it's just going to depend on which Bengals team we see. They've actually been kind of inconsistent like they've gotten big wins like you got the Ravens win you got the Steelers win that they blew out but then you got games that they drop like the Browns game and then they drop one last against so the Chargers I thought they should have had uh but I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Bengals in this one I think Joe Burrow is able to bounce back for sure
1: I'm gonna actually take the 49ers um I think the inconsistency especially in a game like this where it's like you're starting to question whether a team you know what team is gonna show up in a game like this um I'm not as confident that they'll show up enough to beat the 49ers. Um, you know, I think the 49ers will bounce back after a tough loss on the road against Seattle. So I'm, I'm going to take the 49ers. Uh, but I, I wouldn't say by any margin, it's going to be, you know, a blowout victory for the 49ers. Yeah,
0: definitely. I mean, Hey, Jimmy G's played pretty well, actually. Yeah. Despite last week, wasn't his best week, but still he's played pretty well. <laughs> All right. Now, God, if the pit, I mean, this is still a good game here. I kind of wish it was Sunday night instead of what the actual Sunday night game is, but it's the bills and the bucks. Um, Speaking of teams that we don't know if they're going to show up or not, we got the Bills. I mean, it's it's kind of been an up-and-down season for them. They're still a very good football team, but it's just who are we going to see. I like the Bucks. They've been consistently good all year, so definitely give me them.
1: Yeah, I like the Bucks, and I, I think it's a little scary what we saw last Monday night with the Bills. Um, concerning the fact that – and I understand that the weather, you know, played a factor, but for a team to almost know the game plan and not be able to stop it was a little bit of an issue – and come in these, you know, December, January months when the run game is so important and you're not able to stop it, um, they're going to be going against a lot better backs. And one of them is Leonard Fournette, who's having himself a season. Oh my um, goodness, and, yeah. and if if he keeps on the way he's going, I mean, he's been a beast. I think he had, like, you know, just his four touchdown performance two weeks ago, and he has five in the past two games. It's going to be tough for the Bills to stop stop his run attack. So, yeah. yeah, give me the bucks.
0: Yeah, part of that Patriots game that was interesting, though, was, like, the, the Bills defense, I don't think – I think it was it was it was a, they got outcoached absolutely. I mean, Micah yeah. Hyde brought it up in that question that they kind of got mad at. Like they only did give up 14 points. I think only one touchdown. So I think it's, it's I'm not concerned about the Bills defense. The Bills defense is good. The only concerning game was the JT game. That that is what it is. Jonathan Taylor has been outstanding this year. But it's the offense that needs to wake up for me. I need Diggs to do more. I need Allen to step it up. You have the weapons like as I mentioned, Diggs, Knox is having nice use, Emmanuel Sanders. They just need to get it going. We'll see if they can do that against the Bucs' uh, pass defense. Now we got the uh, Sunday night game. This is, this is not going to be a great game as the Chicago Bears are traveling to the Green Bay Packers to play their team's owner in Aaron Rodgers. So definitely give me the Packers in this one.
1: Yeah, give me the Packers, too. I, I get it's a classic tradition, but they need to take this game off Sunday night. And I know they can't do it now, but it's, no one wants to watch this. And like you just said to the Bills and Buccaneers, that, that's a game that I think more people would rather watch. I mean, yeah, the Niners bingles, Like, it, it, There's a lot more games, and I, and I get the tradition is strong, but, man, it's it's like we know what's going to happen. Aaron Rodgers, he's going to have a fourth touchdown performance and completely slap the Bears. So, yeah, give me the Packers.
0: Yeah, it is what it is. All right, now... <laughs> I think Monday night has been killing it with these games because they had last week, arguably one of the biggest divisional matchups of the year in Patriots Bucks, or excuse me, Patriots Bills. And now you got Rams Cardinals, who the Rams were easily the Super Bowl favorites before they played the Cardinals. And then the Cardinals really shocked the league, woke everyone up and said, hey, we're a good team. They're the first team to hit double digit wins this year. Uh, so this division is theirs to lose. They have an outstanding game against the Rams Monday Night Football. Definitely looking forward to that. I like the Cardinals. They got their playmakers back in Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. They'll get Edmonds back as well. Connor's been holding it down, uh, so definitely give me, give me the Cardinals in this one.
1: Yeah, I like the Cardinals. I know that um, you know the, the Rams. Obviously, they have their own injuries, and they might—I don't even know who's going to play running back uh, for the Rams because yeah, obviously I they're dealing with the um, plethora of actually, injuries. So yeah, give me,
0: to your give point, Sony Michelle did have an actually a good game. He did rush for over a hundred yards in that Jacksonville game granted that's against Jacksonville we Thanks know that they're it. not that great um, yeah, but I like the Cardinals. so definitely like Cardinals. a lot of good games maybe not that Sunday night one, but definitely a lot of good games uh, coming up this weekend. So let's let's shift years, talk about I guess more next season a little bit. Russell Wilson there's been a lot of things circulating last year last season or last off season. there's a lot of stuff circulating it died down everything was good. Starting to come back up again as a report came out saying Russell Wilson would waive his no trade clause for three teams, meaning in his contract, it says he cannot be traded. He would get rid of this if he was to be traded to either the Giants, the Saints or the Broncos. So what are your thoughts?
1: I think it's an interesting set of group. I mean it's an interesting group of teams that uh he's compiled. I think the 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 Denver Broncos and New Orleans Saints make a lot of sense. Um at least from my perspective, those are two teams where he can go and he's going to be in a he's going to be in immediate competition and he's going to be able to compete for playoffs and possibly even a Super Bowl. The Giants that one doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And and, and I get it, you know, it's it's a big market, it's in New York, but <laughs> If I'm Russell Wilson, if you're leaving the Seahawks, you're leaving because, well, the Seahawks are right now 4-8 and, and they're nowhere close to playoff contention. So you want to leave to a contender. Why would you leave to the Giants? And I don't mean any disrespect, but the Giants are far from any sort of playoff contender right now. And um, I, I, I think I like the group of teams that he's selected. And obviously, you know, it's rumors. So I don't know how, you know, the, the – um, how how true all these teams are, but I, I think the Broncos and New Orleans could be you know serious threats if if he decides to you know to waive his trade clause and go to one of those teams. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I I want to look at it like cause I think I think there's benefits, and you also have to think there's there's three sides of this. There's the the team that could be trading for Russell Wilson himself and the Seahawks as well. I think there's benefits to all three teams. I'm going to kind of go through them. Let's look at the Giants first. We know Russell Wilson has gone out and said, hey, I'm. I like the big market. New York is the biggest market you're going to get when going there. The Giants obviously have that. In terms of a situation that they have, their weapons are okay, but the offensive line is really not much different from the one in Seattle. I think Seattle's is actually better. You're not really going into much of a different situation. However, I think looking at it from the Seahawks' perspective – you got to like the Giants because they by far have the most draft capital to be able to make a trade for Russell Wilson. If you look at their draft picks, they have two first rounders in this year's draft one from the Bears and Justin Fields trade. They have a second, they have two thirds, and they have th- or two fourths. And then, of course, they have in 2023, they have a first, second, and third as well. They have a lot of draft capital to work with. And if you look but at.
1: I mean, but I mean, if you say you have you have a lot of draft capital, but that means the team is looking at a rebuilding. And I think if you're Russell Wilson, you want to go to a team that, oh, next year, you know, you're going to be competing for a playoff spot. That team right there, you said it. I mean, when you have that many picks, you're not competing for a playoff spot immediately. And I, I think Russ has to honestly look at it and say, you know, he's getting a little bit older. Um He's 33 right now. He's, he's not playing his best football, but that's obviously he's had injuries. But his recent years, he's been playing really good football, and it's you know maybe show something with that great football and go to a team that where he can actually show it off and even possibly go for a ring again. Okay. So I mean, maybe
0: maybe he thinks with the Giants, it's like okay, they have a decent young core. Their, their young core isn't awful. I think they they have some nice receivers. They just haven't been able to get them the ball. We we talked about Barkley last week on our podcast. He has not been as productive. However, out of the three divisions that he's looking to go to, the NFC East is the most winnable out of those three, so maybe he's looking at that. Let's shift over to the Broncos. Um, I think by far they have the best team out of the three that you're working with. You have the best weapons. You have easily the best defense. However, the division competition is a lot stronger. Um, I guess Denver's not as big of a market for Russell Wilson, but I, I think it's a... It's a dream matchup. They, they're they also looking at a lot of draft capital, too. I mean, they don't have the two first-round picks, but they have a first this year and the next year. They have two second-rounders and two third-rounders, both from that Rams-Von Miller trade. So, And they also have the most draft capital, or excuse me, cap space out of the three teams to be able to take a big contract like Russell Wilson and also maybe bring in some other guys. I don't think they need to, but they definitely have that. So I think the Broncos become instant contenders with... Um, with Russell Wilson on their team it's just what what's what the trade going to look like? You have the picks. Maybe you send them a guy like Noah Fant or someone like that because I think that's definitely going to have to be part of the trade if you're not sending over multiple first-rounders. You probably still are. I think you'd probably be looking at two first-rounders, Noah Fant, maybe another pick or a player, something like that for Russell Wilson.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think, honestly, the Broncos make the most sense out of this list. Now, obviously – you know, Broncos get Aaron Rodgers, it's a little bit of a different story. If Russell Wilson goes to obviously he wouldn't go to Denver, but I think Denver's always been, for the past two years, a perfect situation for these quarterbacks, like a Russell Wilson, like an Aaron Rodgers. It's a complete team. I mean, like like you stated, right, they have a, they have a top defense. The defense all around the board's very good. I mean, um, we saw
0: that last week against, against the Kansas City Chiefs. They held them to 16 points. Exactly. And then you have a team no. like the Chargers who last week and then two weeks ago or three weeks ago both put up 40 points and then they played the Broncos in between and they only put up 13. So it's like this team has the pieces. They just clearly don't have the offense.
1: Yeah, and, then, and it's not even that they don't have the offense. it's They just don't have a quarterback. I mean, Javante Williams is a rising star in this league. Uh, the receiving core, I mean, you got three guys, Jerry Judy, um, Corlin Sutton, and um, Tim Patrick are all, you know, they, it's a great receiving core there. I mean, all you really need to do is insert a guy like Russell Wilson. and you, you, You're going to a 10-win season no matter what. Um, now, you did say, you know, the competition in the AFC West is yeah. is a lot harder, right? Russell Wilson's playing the NFC West. I mean, it's, it's not all like the competition, on, honestly, is a drop-off. I mean, he has to play the Rams, the Cardinals, and um, 49ers. 49ers every year. And it doesn't matter, like we've seen, like it doesn't matter how bad a team is in that division. They're always going to compete in the division very closely. So if 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 you look at it, I don't think the competition to me truly matters. It's more just, you know... If, if Denver is able to get some guys back, um, if they're able to stay healthy, I, I see it as a perfect spot for Russell Wilson to go.
0: Yeah, and the the one the one thing for the Broncos that is concerning just in terms of the match made with Russell Wilson and that team is the coaching staff. I think regardless of what happens, whether they get Russ, Aaron Rodgers, or whatever, I think Vic, Vic Vangio has to go, Pat Shermer has to go, and if you look at these three teams, the Saints, that's their biggest strength. They have by far the best coaching staff out of these three teams. You have the offensive genius in Sean Payton. I think that would be a really fun matchup to see him with Russell Wilson. Of course, they'll have Michael Thomas next year, Alvin Kamara. However, they have the least draft capital out of the three teams when you're looking at just Seattle, and they do not have cap room at all. I think they're actually in negative yeah. cap room, so they would not be able to pay a lot of guys if they get Russell Wilson. So what do you think about that in the Saints?
1: Yeah, I I think wherever, you know, um, wherever Russ is going to go, the Seahawks have to do it quick, right? I think this trade has to be done before anything with Aaron Rodgers, anything with Watson, or any other quarterback, because they need to get the most capital. Like you mentioned, Seattle has really no draft future capital in in the next few years, right? I mean, obviously, the Jamal Adams trade – that hasn't panned out <laughs> that hasn't panned out so well. I know they made him one of the highest paid safeties, but he's playing more like a DN than safety. So But he's had that ba- I- and he's had back to back season ending injuries too. So it's like Exactly. And he, he's been hurt. So it's like he's not really great in coverage as what he should be doing, and then he's also not staying on the field. So you re- basically gave two first round picks for I don't want to say nothing, but really lack of no, a play productive the safety player. position. Um but I, I think, like I mentioned, you have to do this quick so you can get the most capital. I think the Giants, honestly, that might be the most sense for the Seahawks to say, you know what, let's let's give you Russ, but we, we need a huge package in return. And same with the Denver, like you mentioned, they have capital. The Saints are also a hard team not to go to. But I, I think my – what I'm feeling with Russ is he wants to get out of the NFC. Like I, I think – He's been the NFC, NFC so long. It's only getting more competitive. And I'm not saying the AFC isn't competitive, but we're seeing, you know, in the, in the NFC right now, there, there are f- five teams that are legit. Um, and you have that in the AFC, but I think it's, it's a little less with, I mean, look at the amount of wins okay. that those top teams you, in the NFC have.
0: I'd like that you brought up the, the two conferences. I think when you look at the AFC, I think they have far more teams competing for the playoffs it's a lot tighter to get into the playoffs. However, with the NFC, I think you have more Super Bowl contenders and teams that are way, way, way up at the top.
1: Yeah, no, I, wonder, and, and I, I agree. We
0: have to take this all with a grain of salt because Russell Wilson, he did say that he Seattle is where he wants to be. He <laughs> wants to stay in Seattle if that works out. So I think for any of these three teams, what you want to see is you want to see Seattle fail. You want to see Seattle lose games, maybe not because of Russell Wilson because you still want to be getting this premier quarterback, but you want to see... Uh, Russell Wilson not, or the Seahawks not do so well. However, they have to play the Texans, which is not going to be a good game for the Texans. I just think uh, Seattle will start to get it going.
1: Yeah, it, it, it'll be an interesting end, end to the season for the Seahawks. Obviously, a, a playoff berth is miles away for them. So, like you said, the best bet, honestly, might be for the Seahawks just to tank, um, and it's going to be hard to do that against the Texans this weekend. Yeah. Alright, well, moving on. To our next topic, because you know th- th- this has been this hasn't been a topic that has just come up. I think this has been a topic from the day he was signed. Um, uh, literally, everything a coach could have done wrong has gone wrong in Urban Meyer's first year, and it's like, and someone on the radio he, he said it perfectly is like, the amount of things that have happened in this one season with Urban Meyer is almost what a normal coach experienced in his whole career as a coach, which is just crazy. Right. Um, so I'm going to throw the Jaguars hat. Um, <laughs> I'm going to throw it on for this section because I think, I think we need to talk about Urban Meyer and, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, because it was only like five years ago that the Jacksonville Jaguars were competing for the AFC championship, right? Jacksonville, Which is, baby. Which is crazy. Ah. And now they have their coach who's getting grinded on. Um, in a in a bar, yeah. um, signing Tim Tebow to his team and drafting a running back in the first round when you have a starting caliber running back on your team. Give me your thoughts, Sam, about this catastrophe of a season that the Jacksonville Jaguars have had so far.
0: Yeah, no, it, it's I, I like the way you summed it up. Just everything that has gone wrong for Jacksonville can and there's there's all these incidents with Urban Meyer, but let me just let's just talk about the Jags for a second because it's not like. It's one thing if you have a guy with all this drama, but you're winning and putting up good numbers. That hasn't been the case. You're 2-10. and 10. Trevor Lawrence, the generational talent to come out of the draft has not looked good. I think with the better... I'm not putting any of this really on Trevor Lawrence. I mean, yes, he needs to step it up, but it's... The situation isn't great. Their offense has yet to score over 23 points this season. So, from a coaching standpoint, he's not been good at all. I think... <laughs> You pair that then with, as you mentioned, the bar incident after that Thursday night game in Cincinnati. And now all the stuff that's come up this week about how he's going off on assistant coaches and position coaches about how they're losers and that he has a much more winning record and them having to defend their resumes. It's, It's just not a good look. And then you have, I think easily one of your best players in Marvin Jones Jr. A veteran, a lot of people who a lot of people know as a calm mannered guy storming out of the facility and saying like, Oh, I'm not going to come back and having to be convinced by other people on that staff to come back to the facility. It's just, the Jacksonville Jaguars are in shambles right now. And I think it's going to start, it needs to start with firing urban Meyer. And I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. I mean, there's a lot of talks coming out about it after the, the, um, the, the Cincinnati issue and, and him in the bar there, but do you think they need to fire him now before the season's end, or do you think they should wait till the end of the season?
1: I think when he said "defend your resume" is when you should have fired him. When a coach is asking another coach to defend his resume, I, he's gone crazy. I mean, it, you know, I, and now, now I want to pose a question because I, I think you kind of talked about it a little bit earlier with Trevor Lawrence, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the Jaguars sit at two and ten. Their offense ranks, it reeks. I mean, it's like bottom last in every important statistical category you can think. Passing yards, rushing yards, yards per game, points per game. They're 31st in points per game with 15. Um, And in the last five games, they're averaging only 11 points. So, like, this offense is doing nothing. So, I I ask you, while Urban Meyer has been a complete distraction – how much of the blame do you put on Trevor Lawrence? Like, I, and I understand that he's a rookie quarterback, right? He's a, he's a rookie quarterback, but there should be some blame that goes to him, right? I mean, this season, in the in, in the past five games, he's only thrown one touchdown pass. That's not all coaching. I, I don't think that you can put one touchdown pass in the five games all on coaching. And simple things also, he can't even hit checkdowns now. I mean, it's like it's, it's, something happened, and so... Give me your thoughts. Is, is there a little bit of blame that should be put on Trevor Lawrence? Or I may maybe even more blame than a little um on Trevor Lawrence for this season?
0: I mean, of course. Like obviously. I mean, Urban Meyer's not dropping back to pass for the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> it is Trevor Lawrence. You have to put some of the blame on him. But I'm I'm not gonna put as much blame as you as I think you want me to on Trevor Lawrence. Let let me just do a little swap here. Let's let's swap Trevor Lawrence and Mac Jones. I think Trevor Lawrence is in the running for offensive rookie of the year if he's in the Patriots situation. And Mac Jones is getting called a bus if he's in the Jaguars situation. I think I think it's 2080 in terms of percentages to place blame. I think 20% on Trevor Lawrence, 80% on the Jaguars. It's just I think it just goes to show the dysfunctionality of the Jags as an organization. And I think that starts all the way at the top with Shahid Khan, who's the Jaguars owner. I think since getting owning the team over the past 10 years, they've had one winning season, and that was with that Saxonville defense. I think their coaching hires have not been good. Urban Meyer was not good. Uh, Doug Marone had issues with players. That's part of the reason Jalen Ramsey got shipped off. I think this the, the Jaguars need a rework from top to bottom. I think, look, they have good young pieces. They have Trevor Lawrence, who I'm not... I'm not giving up on at all. James Robinson, of course, you mentioned Travis Etienne, who could still be very good for them as the NFL morphs into this two-back sort of system. I like guys like Marvin Jones, Lavisca Chanel. It's you have keys on defense as well, like Josh Allen and players like Miles Jack. It's just I you need a rework. You need you need an experienced guy, but you also need to bring youth to this coaching staff as well. Urban Meyer, if I'm the Jaguars. It's a shame because I loved Urban Meyer in Ohio State. I thought he was a fantastic college coach. It's just he needed to stay in the college. It's it's like Nick Saban. Nick Saban, you're never going to see go to the NFL. Even though he could, I think he could. It's just that's where he belongs is in college. I think that's the same with Urban Meyer. And I think after all of this has come out this week, I think you have to get rid of him within the, the next week.
1: Yeah, And I think, like you mentioned, I, and I, I don't know if it's 80-20. I'd say it's a little bit more blamed um, on Trevor Lawrence, but Besides that, I think, I think what really was like, I mean, j- just threw me for a loop, is the benching is the of James Robinson last week, right? Um, yeah. James, James Robinson, um, it, it must have been the first or second drive. You know, he had a simple run to the right, and he fumbles the ball. And it's not like one of those clumsy fumbles where it's on the running back and like he just like, dropped the ball. Aaron Donald, who is arguably the greatest defensive player of all time, Bear hugged James Robinson, threw him to the ground, and he fumbled. And then James Robinson proceeds to play not a single – or he basically does not play the rest of the game because of that. Or at least it seemed like that. Well, because after that play, he wasn't playing, right? So I don't understand just the philosophy that, you know, that Urban Meyer has brought to this, you know, Jacksonville – organization because even from day one it seems like and what the reports were is like this dude's running a college team rather than an NFL team Um, and like you mentioned it was a mistake that I think he came to the NFL Um, so I don't see why you just don't fire him now I don't know what Harmon does now than fire waiting another you know five games to fire him Um, but yeah no I I think I think his time's up in Jacksonville I, I don't see another year out of him
0: I might not see the rest of the season, if we're being honest. I think that's what they need to do. They need to, to get this thing rolling, and I think it needs to start now. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Stop the Clock. Um, lot to think about in Jacksonville. Lot to think about in Seattle. going to be a great slate of games tomorrow. Uh, we hope you enjoy the podcast. We hope you enjoy the games. Uh, hit us up if you have any ideas for a future topic, or if you want to see any punishments, for Jude and I, depending on what we do with our records and points and whatnot. But hope you enjoyed the podcast and have a nice day.